September 25th, the new Fox Tuesday kicks off with New Girl's new season. Then, welcome Ben and Kate. Stay away from my sister before you find out what six years of Rob McGaw feels like. Well, like, year and a half plus, like, four years on and off I was traveling. Followed by another all-new New Girl. What am I looking at here? Pure, unadulterated friendship. And the Mindy Project. <laughs> Can't believe you're tattling. Tattling is when a little girl does it, okay? When a hot woman does it, it's called whistleblowing. The new Fox Tuesday premieres September 25th on Fox. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Scandal After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424. 424- Two five six seventeen twenty nine, and now another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV scandal after show. Gladiators! Oh, it feels so good to say that again. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another After Buzz TV after show for the amazing, the scandalous, the superb quality, excellent television scandal. Um, I'm super excited to be here today and to be back doing, obviously, one of my favorite shows, even though do other shows here at AfterBuzz. Scandal is by far the best. And this episode, or After Show, is going to be different because normally we do a recap of the episode, but you guys know that it doesn't start until next week. So today we'll be doing a special season one recap episode where we'll break down... Um, the storylines in each episode, but it's not going to be as much detail as normal. And then we're also going to be talking about who is Quinn. But before we do anything else, I'm your host, Emilinus Jr., and I want to first introduce the two regulars, and then we have a great new addition that I'm super excited about. So... I am Sophia Stanley, and if we are getting network service, I will be checking Twitter. So tweet me during the show at Sophia Stanley. Sophia with an F for fanatic about scandal. <laughs> and I'm Bam Erickson. And I'm joined here with our new co-host, our new gladiator. What's up, everybody? I'm Canelia, gladiator in the party top. That's <laughs> Canelia, tweet me at Canelia. And tell us, some fans may know you from some of the other after shows. Where are you? I'm currently doing um, Girlfriend Confidential LA with uh, Eva Marcio and Denise Lawton. That's on who's on the show. Other co-hosts are sitting in. And I did Love & Hip Hop Atlanta. So mm. if you watch Love & Hip Hop Atlanta, follow us on Scandal <laughs> because it's going to be amazing. I, I'm, I'm seriously so excited right now. Um, so I told you guys the, the format, and I know a lot of you probably couldn't stay up this late, especially our East Coast fans, but we are going to be on iTunes, and we really want to talk about iTunes this time. Um, you know, we had a lot of fans on YouTube last season, but guys, it's really important, and we had iTunes fans too, but it's really important that you go to iTunes and help us out and make sure you spread the word. Um, so without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive right into episode one. And when we were watching the recap, or watching the whole season on DVD, we noticed that in each episode, it kind of boiled down to the storyline between Olivia and the president 
and then the other overarching thing was who is Quinn. So the first episode, Sweet Baby. Let's get into it. I mean, I think it jumps right in, and and it's funny because I think one of the most amazing things about watching the entire season again, you see things that you didn't see. And more importantly, you realize that because we actually start off in the midst of a scandal, we're seeing all of the characters basically riled up. But more importantly, I think that love always is apparent. And so I think we start off, you know, real quick and and we see the dynamic of the associates. But more importantly, we learn very quickly that, you know, Olivia Pope is having a relationship with the president, which will play itself out through the entire season and possibly season two. Yeah. Yeah, I like this episode, too, because it touched on things that are currently going on in politics. Mm-hmm. It was with uh, Sully St. James. It yes. touched on the whole don't ask, don't tell. People in the military may not, you know, feel comfortable coming out. So it touched on what Sophia was saying about, you know, the love between Olivia and the president. But it also kept us abreast to what's really going on, and you know, in today's political environment. And that's why I wanted to say, I'm, which I didn't say at the beginning, I'm super excited about the show being on right now, especially in the midst of all the politics that are going on right now, mm-hmm. because I feel like it's going to create more buzz and more excitement, even though this storyline doesn't necessarily correlate with Barack Obama or Mitt Romney or any of those candidates. It's just nice because we're dealing with an election year to have a political series like this on television. So it's kind of like a break from all the the real politics, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where we can have like the scandal and the drama, (laughs) get our mind off of it. Um, But with the whole Olivia and the president, what I liked about this episode was obviously we're still getting to know the characters and trying to figure out who people are, which we didn't even really figure out until like episode five. Mm -hmm. But we start to see like Olivia's this hard ass who isn't afraid to like do what she has to do to get the job done, essentially. But we also learned in this episode she goes with her gut, which the president clouds her judgment, and obviously her gut isn't always right. In this particular episode. In this particular episode. Even in the future, her gut isn't right, and that was the main thing to go for the whole season to see how that plays out. Um, But going to Quinn... Actually, before you go to Quinn, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, just the title alone, The Whole Sweet Baby, that when you go back and you look, when you go back and you look at it, it's it's a huge um, it's a huge reference because the whole reason why it was called Sweet Baby was because that was something that the president said to yeah. Olivia, and so when Amanda was t- retracting and saying everything would happen to them because at first he didn't believe uh, Olivia didn't believe that she actually slept with the president, but by Amanda saying that the president called her Sweet Baby. That was a dead ringer for why she knew that they had some kind of relations because he called Olivia sweet baby. So just the title alone of the show says a lot. Mm -hmm. Exactly. No, completely. And I think that as we're going to see in previous episodes, whenever Olivia and the president basically have a head to head that's when Olivia is actually her purest self. And so we end with Sully St. James where she has the conversation with him and she basically says to him, you should never ever lie regarding the person that you love. That is the most authentic thing that you have as an individual. And so in order to, to basically not only to be happy, but for everyone to see who you are, who you love is a part of that. And I think that not only is that going to play itself out, it's actually ironic Mm -hmm. because obviously our two main issues are who is Quinn possibly not being authentic but more importantly the fact that the president and Olivia aren't truthful to the outside world about who they love so I think that was the most encompassing aspect of the love theme that leads into who is Quinn yeah Mm -hmm. 
who is Quinn? Because or no name as <laughs> seriously as Abby calls her. We're, we're introduced <laughs> to her um, when she comes to the bar with uh, Harrison, and you know, I remember we were first in- introduced. She was, as Bam likes to call her, he calls her a chicken head. Um, <laughs> but, you know, she just, <laughs> she's just... No, no, no. She's just this naive character. You know, we, we spent time, like, getting to know her over the season. But in this very first episode, it was just a little thing she would do where... It was like, if she's supposed to be a lawyer, like, why is she so damn stupid? I, I prefer naive rather than yeah. stupid, but I'll let someone else jump in first. I, it, it was... When she first met Harrison that was typical girl like she went to the bar she was ready for a date she was nervous but as soon as he approached her with something that she really wanted she totally she became naked like she became like she was naked well said and that's you know it it was really girly in that moment i thought it was cute because it was super like it was real innocent it was pure she was really she was super excited if anything from that moment the main thing that we learned about her character and the show though mostly the show was the scandal pace because i know we were all like why are they talking so fast and then we saw especially it was it was more prevalent in the first and second episode that scandal pace where they're talking super super fast but we all grew to love it over the the course of the whole series because mm-hmm. that scandal pace kind of keeps the show going. It's one of the main things in the show where it's like if it went any slower, it wouldn't be as interesting. And it kind of just goes along the theme of the show. There's always a time limit, always something going on where they can't pause to take time to, I guess, rest. They don't rest because these are gladiators. And I guess with Quinn, in this first episode we really didn't learn that much except she was this naive character we did we did because at the end of the day at towards the close of the episode she basically has a head-to-head with olivia and i think it actually plays into her quote-unquote naivete that beyond the whole question of who is quinn quinn is one of the most authentic characters Mm -hmm. so so for good or for bad whether or not she's naive or silly or your name or no name (laughs) um she says to Olivia, you say to trust your gut. I trust my gut, and I don't think that Amanda is lying. Now, Amanda was lying about some things, but she was not lying about having at least once slept with the president. Right. So I think that her ability to basically confront her idol, because as we saw earlier in the bar scene, you know, she, that was her tell. She was so geeked that it was <laughs> Olivia Pope, you know what I mean? But the fact that she came head to head and basically said, I trust my gut. I think that potentially is going to play out in the rest of the episode and you know you never know where else yeah well let's go into episode two then which was dirty little secrets and this storyline was the dc madam yes all that stuff you know once again quinn was bold as far as asking you know what do you do and stuff like that but as far as the president and olivia goes um what do we put for this one the main thing that we said for this one was what are you willing to do for love yeah, because in this episode, if you remember, the madam, she she said, I can't give you the list of names. She said because she referenced back to when she lost the relationship with her daughter. Mm-hmm. She said, I went through that. My daughter's just now speaking to me. And now I, I finally got to meet my granddaughter or grandson. I'm not sure mm-hmm. which one it was. But then she, she also said, these men have grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to put them in that situation. So she was willing to go straight to the slammer yeah. yep. <laughs> for, you know, for the sake of protecting these men and their families and their reputation. So with that, she left her family and if she, she probably would have lost the relationship with her grand, her grandchild too. So it was, you know, she was pretty much saying, I love, I love this stuff too much 
to just throw you under the bus the way I way I could. And plus, she had a lot to she had a lot to lose. I mean, you yeah. had a lot all these men. They were prominent men in D.C. Mm-hmm. So completely. And I think it also the 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 kind of the story behind the story regarding the madam is the fact that the the um, appointed judicial candidate, his wife, was one of her working girls, <laughs> and it basically showed that she, for the love of you know her boyfriend at the time but then her soon-to-be husband and then this amazing apolitical ethical judicial figure basically the way she put him through law school was by prostitution and so i think that one of the most important conversations that was had is whether or not love can conquer certain indiscretions and Fitz basically says to Olivia you know I think that love is about forgiveness and I feel that love isn't simply about kind of a check system of Mm -hmm. who's right and who's wrong and love in essence conquers all and it can handle missteps even a misstep as large as transactional (laughs) love Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know about that but (laughs) What, what, what do you mean I don't need to go into the details of that, but, <laughs> but um, this episode, I think the the main thing for me as far as with the whole what are you willing to do for love, it kind of goes back to Olivia. She did not want to help the president because she finds out that once she found out that Amanda was telling or she thinks that Amanda is now telling the truth. Um, in her mind, like she's constantly battling with, yes, I still love the president, but I have to look over the fact that I love him because I I don't really know. There's a lot of underlying things going on here because with the whole Amanda thing, she, she doesn't know whether to trust her gut or whether to believe the president and the president's clouding her judgment. And she really wants to help him. I don't think she wants to see him suffer. She doesn't want to see Amanda take him down. Um, But I don't know. But what I found really interesting was, you know, even uh, Olivia, when she confronted him, you know, because she loved the president, the president says, hey, I didn't sleep with this girl. So she immediately went after full attack for the president. And she and she did it because not only did she love him, but she also didn't want to see him hurt and see anybody, you know, try to ruin his reputation. So she loved him and she went after she went after her. And then once she found out that it wasn't, you know, then her judgment and that's when her mind started to you started to see some of the emotional side of Olivia because she was actually was really torn yeah and she he kind of took took advantage of her absolutely in that situation. she she was taken advantage of and like any woman well I'm not I wouldn't say all but most women when you love someone and they betray you it sets something in motion that you really can't control like you become so emotional that in her case she probably was like you okay so now this lady's my client you lied to me put my career on the line you put our friendship on the line you didn't have to you could have told me the truth but you didn't so guess what now she's on my team one thing i was going to say that we noticed when we were watching i know sophia you pointed this out the way he worded what he said, he never really lied. He, he never really it, lied. lied. He never That's lied. True. He yeah. worded it to where he was telling the truth and still answering the question, but never directly lied to That's her. True. And then I remember, I think it was in the first episode, or maybe the second episode, um, when, no, the first episode, when Sophia 
not Sophia, because <laughs> Sophia is like Olivia Pope. She when, really is <laughs> Olivia Jr. <laughs> when Olivia uh, called Cyrus and said, I need to talk to the president, he was getting off the plane, and she said something to the effect of, are you lying? He looked at the camera, he did this little smirk, and it clouded her judgment again because she is in love, and she gets confused with that. But also, I'm, and I've never held back on how much I detested Amanda Tanner. I think that her initial instinct was correct. At the end of the day, the, one of the only rules is truth, right? I don't think the, the president actually lied. He, he, he existed in that gray area. Mm-hmm. However, at the end of the day, if the president is her client, her job is to get him off. She needs to do whatever she needs to do that. Her initial instincts were correct. The only reason we're in the problem that we're in that, in essence, ends with the season what of who is What do you mean, get when, him off? Oh, she, she needs to. She needs to stop the scandal. Her okay. job, the president is. If her, the president is her client, then she needs to mitigate and minimize any knowledge to the outside world that he had an affair. Okay, that was her job. So when she decimated Amanda on the bench, she thought she was going to run off to Colorado or some other small town. Remember, and it would be done. That's her job. Her remember their job. And I'm going to read for a second. It's not about justice. Queen in episode two, two asks, we're not defense attorneys, so what do we do? Harrison answers, we don't need to play within the rules of the law. We're fixers. We make the problems of our clients, big or small, go away. It's not about solving a crime. It's not about justice. It's about our client. That is the overarching theme throughout the entire season. Her job was the president. When she thought, because he slept with Amanda and called her sweet baby, and in essence, she thought that was such a love and endearing term and wasn't simply sex, she then questioned whether or not the president loved her. When she questioned that, that's when she went awry. Mm -hmm. In essence, her initial instincts, I feel, were sound. It was when she questioned that, that that's where she she messed up. Now... If we go to Quinn now, mm-hmm. so in this episode with Quinn, remember she was supposed to be watching Amanda in the hospital, and that's where you meet Gideon and stuff. Mm-hmm. So she loses Amanda, and then long story short, they find her at the apartment. Olivia apologizes, and then Quinn and Amanda have this conversation on the steps of the was it the Lincoln Memorial? Washington yes, Mar- something like that. Lincoln, Lincoln Memorial. Mm-hmm. Um, now the conversation, I think you put the quote here. She said, I was in trouble once. A lot of people wanted to. She pauses. I was in trouble. It was awful. And I wish I had someone to talk to. And I know we all had our theories about what she could be talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to hear your theory because your theory is kind of interesting. My theory, when she said that, and as we continue to watch each, each episode, I kept going back to that moment. Because when she said, I was in your situation, I immediately thought that she may have have been Amanda in you know in her previous years like she was maybe in a scandal I thought I the way I put it I said she's the Monica Lewinsky of this series she was in a scandal it destroyed her nobody really helped her and then she kind of just got swept you know swept under the rug but it, it, it may be a little deeper than that right but she is hurt that's what I think and these guys are annoying me because they've seen they, episode one so they're trying to like keep a straight face over there. About? I'm trying. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, I I'm, I'm not gonna say anything because uh. just pass by me. I'm not gonna say anything. Well, okay. What I want to say, so from the person who hasn't seen anything, is I liked um I liked that that possible storyline. But the thing that I couldn't get over or get figure out, I guess, is if she was like the Monica Lewinsky type thing. 
Monica Lewinsky, I still recognize her face today. Like, even as a child, like, I remember her face being blasted all over the TV. So if Quinn was that person, wouldn't somebody recognize her? But let's... Uh, and this probably isn't, the you know, what it is, but... <laughs> I think we're thinking the exact same thing. This probably isn't what it is, but... If Monica Monica Lewinsky wouldn't have been Monica Lewinsky unless it got blown up exactly. in the news, mm-hmm. she would have been this White House mystery. Hmm. You know, completely. Every, everyone if, there would have known. They could have swept it under the rug. If there was never a dress, if there was never, think about it, if there was never Linda Tripp, there would have never been a scandal. But and wait. at the end of the day, I think that I think Camelia is so spot on because I think the whole nature of their references to real life shows you why a fixer is necessary. Yeah. A fixer goes right in between what you're talking about with Monica Lewinsky and literally all it would be was a blog quote and that would be it. Okay, but, but, why would the authorities be looking for her if she just... Was- oh, but, yeah. but also, yeah. but also too, someone can be looking for you and not know who you are. There are always people of interest. So just, just hypothetically, you can have DNA, you can have various things without actually knowing who someone is. True. And luckily, you guys, I wrote all this down when we did Scandal Season 1, our marathon. So these are simply my notes. But, or maybe not. But to go a little bit back in reference to uh, 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 tell signs of who was Quinn, when she made that comment to Amanda, it was she was basically, you know, she was basically um, empathizing with her. And that showed a side that, OK, she wasn't who she really was, which was, you know, of course, we find that out at, toward the end of the um, the, at the uh, end of season one, but that conversation, just that conversation that she had with Amanda, that was a that was a clue, a sign um, indicating that she was not really Quinn. Because she yeah. was so authentic, the way she paused, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. completely. Well, guys, um, we're gonna go to episode three, but before we go to that, I just want to say, you know, obviously we're having trouble even trying to fit in all this information into this short period of time. Um, but if you do want a more deeper, detailed discussion of every episode, please go to iTunes, um, search for AfterBuzz TV, Scandal specifically, and we have the after show from last season. Um, and when you do that, make sure you subscribe, also rate comment and share with other gladiators who want to hear about this and don't just share on like facebook and twitter go to like uh fan boards websites leave them in the comments make it go viral so we can get everybody talking about the scandal after show again um and there's a neat little podcast app that you can get from the app store now and it will go on all your apple related devices um you know iphone ipod iPad, all those things, and you can um, put that on there, organize your podcast into a neat little app, and uh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's it. So, but yeah, we're so glad to be back, and make sure you do leave a comment because I can't say why now, but just make sure you leave a comment because it may help you out later on. <laughs> um, so let's go to episode three, Hell Half No Fury. This is a Travis rape case, um, and this case, you know, the the funny thing was in each episode, which I think. I didn't notice it before when we were watching each episode, the storyline somehow related to Olivia's life. And remember in this episode, Olivia had to tell the mom, you have to do what's best for your son. He needs to face his actions, essentially, because he raped this girl. He paid her off. She didn't know that once she found out. You can't just let him get off for that or get off on that. You have to make sure he's held accountable for what he's doing. And I think Olivia had to think about some things in her life and reflect and be held accountable for some of the things that she's done. Yeah. Which she wound up doing. Right. Yeah. That's all I have to say. No. Uh, and, no and, I mean, <laughs> yeah. and I think it's yeah. completely because I think that without 
without honesty and just even like how Cornelia said um, earlier when when she made the reference to the fact that you know Quinn like she was naked you know and I think there's many times that Quinn has been naked and authentic there are many times that Olivia because of what's gone on has been naked and raw and shown her true self and I think that's where love is and I think that's even why one minute which is viral as viral as who is Quinn is such an important part of this story because it's two people without anything else purely looking at each other and really knowing each other in their true raw naked form and I think that that's why the rape case was so important because it really was about this mom truly facing and looking at her son and in that moment that's love regardless of the repercussions but again it was triggered by an interaction between the president and Olivia and Olivia if you really think about it, Olivia is always trying to make the president be who she thinks he authentically should be. Every single action is based on that, even when p- presumably she gets it wrong. Mm-hmm. It's all about him being his authentic self, the candidate mm-hmm. she voted for, or the candidate she pushed and helped get elected to be the president of the United States of America. Yeah. Now, this was the, I'm looking back at my notes, was this the episode where it was the ball? And she was trying to sneak away with the president to the secret garden or whatever. No, that's no, no. that's four. That's oh, four. Okay, okay. But going back to um, going back to the to the rape situation, the mom also she had to realize that she was a part of this because you know she always um, was covering up for her son. She was always mm-hmm. defending him, and she didn't really want to recognize the truth. And so once she recognized and realized that her son had been doing all these awful things, she had to you know ask. She had to basically do the right thing and to make sure that her son you know went to jail because not only did she feel bad but it was the right thing to do yeah and love is blind sometimes in olivia's case and in the mom's case she you know she heard she heard the facts about her son she didn't want to believe him because you know this is my son i love him he wouldn't do this the same with olivia this is the president the stuff that's going down do i really believe it or you know am i just falling victim to what people are saying and it it love can be blinding like it could it could alter your view well let's go to Quinn now in our notes we have here Quinn asks what happens when we lose and Olivia says we're never done there's always another move and I do not give up so I mean even still though by this episode we still or I still still had no idea who Quinn is I'm still what's up but Quinn at at the very beginning when she was talking to Amanda uh, Amanda she did say people are going to be watching you and so when she said that, now when we first saw, when we first watched and we recap back in uh, back mm-hmm. in April, we didn't have a clue. But now going back, when she said, you know, people are going to be watching you, we felt that that was a sign because she again empathizing in the in the previous episode about um, whatever I just said, I forgot um, about what did I say in episode about episode three. Um, Keep talking and I'll think I'll. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Gosh, what was okay? I was saying that um, how she empathized with her about. Um, oh, I was in trouble once. Yeah, I was in trouble once. Oh, oh and how she was clue. in trouble, and now she's saying that people are going to be watching you. So again, she, she's in trouble once. I mean, it's the same thing. So it's it's another clue. It's another sign of she's been in this girl's position, yeah. in the shoes, and she's also like saying, you know, I've been in this position. People are going to watch you. You know, just hold on, trust in, uh, trust Olivia. You're going to make it out just like I did. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sums it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, okay, episode four, enemy of the state. This was the dictator. And, I uh, love this episode. Uh, this this storyline I remember was not one of my favorites. But go- looking back, I liked it because that's when we saw the side of 
Darby's um, character, um, Abby. Ab- Abby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She she was the firecracker, and so. I like this this ep- this episode in particular because that was when she really had to uh, remind Olivia who she was, how she was able to get out the situation because of her, and basically checked her and said, "Girl, you need to get it together." So that's why yeah. I like the episode. Yeah. The and main it, thing yeah. I liked about this episode was when we found out Amanda was pregnant, and Olivia's reaction at the beginning of the episode, <laughs> where she was drinking the wine and stuff, and then she had to go face the issue because I think it all boils down to and goes back to the fact that they can't live their normal lives because they are gladiators, and as a gladiator, they don't have normal lives. And I love how she had all the pregnancy tests, and she was slamming, slamming them, down, them down. down, slamming them down. And we'll the talk table. about later why she might be so angry that uh, Camelia and Sophia pointed out, mm-hmm. um, but uh, there's a reason that they pointed out I didn't even notice before, but there might be a more underlying reason as to why she was so angry and testing her so many times mm-hmm. and when the man you love gets another woman pregnant listen and who's not to, his wife yeah. kick to the guts like she at that moment <laughs> that's when I was really like okay this is messed up let's get it together we've got to do something like yeah. I wanted to I felt like we needed to do something I agree. To Amanda. No, I no, I mean, well, I've always said that about Amanda. I've never been a fan. But I also think that the most important aspect of the dictator storyline was just like Bam said, not only was it that Olivia needed to step up, Olivia if Olivia is only procedural, that just makes her a fixer. She's mm-hmm. not just a fixer, she's a gladiator in a suit. Yeah. There's a certain aspect of honor in that. So meaning what she's doing is she's taking her procedures are being a pragmatist as well as being emotional as long as she's doing it for the right reason. Mm -hmm. And she lost sight of that. She was simply going through the motions and I think Abby had to remind her, we're gladiators, we have honor and basically if it means we have to get a little dirty and basically, you know, throw some punches literally and figuratively, then we need to do that. And I think that was the most important part that love isn't always clean. Sometimes it's a little messy. My earphones always fall off. Sorry, gladiators. (laughs) What about Quinn in this episode, though? This episode, she was... Oh, she went on... This is when she started dating Gideon. Oh. And exposing herself. And remember, she started by... She tried to keep the virgin drinks. And then Columbus told her to shut it down. I remember, remember I quoted that. I was like, shut it down. Shut it down. Yeah. But um, uh, this is when she, she starts to, to fall for Gideon. We we kind of see a different side of her. Because... The chicken anti. <laughs> it's not chicken head. It's authentic. Keep going. Yeah, but I know Olivia told her to gravitate towards him to kind of calm him down and give him a little bit of information. No, 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 no. It was Quinn's suggestion. Oh yeah. See, Quinn Quinn from the beginning even in the in the in the hospital because if you think about it, her first interaction with Gideon was actually sassy. She was like, "Who are you? Who do you work for?" Right? That's a girl who, when you like someone, when you like someone, you kind of do that little sass, right? So it was her suggestion. She was like, oh, well, Gideon kind of likes me, so maybe I should, like, pump him for information. Go ahead. But, but, okay, this goes back to agreeing with Bam. She is a chicken head. (laughs) She's not a chicken head because at the end of the day, if she was listening, he gave her great information because no at the end of the day Gideon has always been authentic yeah why because he's a baby journalist remember with the the blossoms the cherry blossoms and so forth and so on he was always honest with her even his interaction even the way that he was like you're obviously not drunk poured her half the drink he knew that that basically she was trying to set him up but more importantly she was like he said to her 
I actually no longer need Olivia. I have another source, which is true. So if she was listening, her relationship with him could have, you know, pointed them in the right direction from earlier than Amanda possibly dying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, at the end of this episode, before we go to episode five, this was when... I put the rebirth of Olivia Pope because this is when she realized, you know, I'm not being authentic to myself and yeah. I'm, my judgment's clouded. But also, this is when Amanda went missing because she got abducted in her apartment and um, we didn't know what happened. I remember this time in this episode, I was pissed off the cliffhanger, but we were predicting that she wasn't necessarily dead. I thought she was still alive. Me too. I thought she was yeah. alive, yeah. too. I think we all did. We all had our theories, like she was injected into whatever and everybody online was engaging in stuff. And yeah. I really thought that she was still alive. And I think we were kind of spoiled in the preview for the next week because they show somebody coming out of the water. Yeah. But um, let's go ahead and go to episode five then. Actually, I think we need What's to up? hold up, uh, don't we? I think we have some other stuff to talk about. It kind of ties into when we were at the oh, Paley yeah. Center, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I wasn't there. Go ahead. Okay. So at the <laughs> way we were at, so some of you know, the Paley Center is an absolutely amazing media center. Basically, it's like a it's a TV museum. And when we were there for Scandal, we watched um, episode one and basically were privy to see the panel live. Um, there were two people in front of me, and they were actually arguing, and they were arguing over Fox shows because we were there on a Tuesday, which was all about ABC and was ridiculously awesome. But the the day before was Fox, and they were arguing whether or not the Mindy Project or Ben and Kate were the, their favorite pilots. And all I kept thinking is, that's a pretty good problem to have for Fox, people arguing which of their two shows is their new favorite show. I mean, it's funny because um, literally next Tuesday, Fox is going to premiere the new lineup on Tuesday, September 25th. And all the episodes except New Girl, the pilot from Mindy Project and Ben and Kate are on Hulu. So I watched those oh. uh, about two weeks ago. Hilarious. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. Um, I already love New Girl. So New Girl, um, if you haven't watched, you have to check it out with Zoe Deschanel. New Girl is going to be back um, at 8 p.m. And then right after that, it's going to be uh, Ben and Kate. And Ben and Kate is this quirky little comedy. And then right after that, it's another episode of New Girl. And then we come with the Mindy Project. And I think the thing that I like about this, or both of these shows, is with Ben and Kate, it's um this brother and sister and they have this weird this weird relationship it's just a nice little comedy but with the Mindy Project which I really love uh, the Mindy Project obviously Mindy Kaling from The Office and you know it's nice to see you know, we see women on TV, but it's nice to see, obviously, a woman of color. She's Indian, and then she's curvaceous, and she's spunky, and has, like, this quirky personality. And, and it's something, smart. Yeah, she's smart. It's just nice to see her in that setting, so it's nice to see her outside the office into this new office space, if you want. <laughs> so I'm really yeah. excited about that. And then with New Girl, though, I love that show just because... Have you guys seen New Girl, anybody? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With Zoe Deschanel, like, just her quirkiness and the whole cast as a whole... It, I can't wait for it to come back. And the fact we get two episodes in one night, you have to watch it next Tuesday, September 25th, starting at 8 p.m. And then make sure you watch Scandal Thursday, (laughs) which, of course, you'll do that. Um, But, yeah, let's go to episode five then, which this this one made me sad. The storyline was with the plane crashing, and we found out at the end, you know, the girl... Well, not the girl, the older lady fudged the report because she was just overwhelmed with And I think that shows love. Yeah. 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 So I, I remember I teared up for this. I don't really tear up for a lot, but I, I just remember I remember um, really empathizing with that lady because, you know, there's so many jobs where people have to do three jobs. One person has to do three jobs, and so I, I really felt for her because you know she had all this pile of work, and because we downsize and make you know one person do three jobs, I, I felt really bad for yeah. you know for her. Because all she, she wanted to do was go to her her daughter's, her daughter's recital, recital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and in turn, some you know people lost their lives. It's you know it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. It was really unfortunate. 
I'm trying to remember what happened with the president and Olivia in this episode, though. No, this was the episode when Huck got to show who he really oh, was. Mm-hmm. With this the, is when with Huck his, came out. Yeah, with mm-hmm. the, the torture and everything. This was... Unfortunately, Olivia had to request that Huck do something that he was trying not to do anymore. And then what that did was it kind of unleashed the dragon. Completely. The, the pit bull. Yeah. She let him. And later she said, you let your pit bull off of his leash when she was talking to the president about um, Cyrus. That's what happened with Huck. She let him off his leash. We'll see later if, you know, if it's going to continue. But this was the episode when Huck showed who he really was. Right. And it, it was it was a little scary. Yeah. It was fun to watch. He's a great actor, by oh, the way. It was uh, great to watch. <laughs> but my favorite my favorite part is when the president uh, told told um told him that he was uh, that Amanda was dead, and he just kept going about his business. And he said, hmm, "So sad." <laughs> yeah. Is that when he had that great monologue? That was oh, it. Oh, that, that was, was great television. He loved it. That was great television. He sat there and basically lined out everything that was going to happen after it was exposed. Because he cared about a girl who was trying to sabotage his presidency. And that's the thing that I like about Cyrus. Cyrus understands, I think he understands for sure what the president is going through, but he also understands that you're the president. You can't focus on this, I was about to say something else, but you can't focus on this BS mm-hmm. and these side relationships when you have this presidency and this demeanor that you're supposed to be upholding as the president and you're focused on your side chick and your other side chick. Yeah, Mm. because I think also, too, at the end of the day, and again, everyone, it just depends on what their motivation is. But everyone is driven by love. Mm -hmm. Cyrus is driven by love for his country in its purest form. He really feels that Fitz is the best person to run the country. Right. So because of that, he is willing to do anything under the power of the sun to make that happen. And so anything that's ancillary is just that it's ancillary. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think that's that's why, you know, that's why he does what he does. And that's why he's such a, a, a powerful, yeah. Yeah. Now, as far as Quinn goes, in this episode, the main thing that I have in my notes, which was definitely a, I don't want to say a dumb move, but she told Amanda's father that everything will be fine. And that was before she knew, obviously, that Amanda was dead. Yeah. But you just can't make those type of mistakes. And that just goes back to her naive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a very innocent moment. Like yeah. She was talking to him. You know, we're going to, everything's going to be fine without even knowing. Girl, no. Stop. <laughs> it's not. Be quiet. Olivia Olivia pulled her to the side and said, we don't make promises. Don't do that yeah. again. Like, it was, she was really genuine with that. And, and it's funny. I think it ties into who is Quinn because I've always said throughout the entire season, if Quinn ends up to be a badass, I'm throwing my phone at the TV. No, seriously, <laughs> yeah. because I think yeah. she's so <laughs> sweet and honest that her aspect of being a badass we've had multiple people say she's a CIA agent she's a spy she's Cyrus's love child she, she's so many things you know but someone who, potentially who's bad and I've always said like if that's the case it just doesn't seem like it it, it will, will run you know what I mean yeah, yeah. Um, so let's go to episode six. Oh, oh, the episode, the best episode, my favorite episode, The Trail. Um, this episode, we really got to see the authentic relationship between the president and Olivia and how it all formed. And that very first moment when they first met, that very first minute when they first held eyes. Uh, this this episode, me not even being an emotional person, it hit that spot where even I was touched by this whole relationship. Because it was like, wait a minute, like there was true passion there. Passion that had to be, that the president and the first lady didn't have, that Olivia had to instigate in order to get America to believe that they were even still together. What got me is when 
Olivia said, you cheated on your mistress with your girlfriend. Mm. And he was like, don't you ever call yourself a a mistress. We both know that. I was like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that was like, oh, God, that was so deep. (laughs) I I think the main thing with this episode, too, I remember I talked about the editing. Because they were going from past to present, past to present, flashback, whatever. But then that sex scene, the way they edited it so beautifully, where it wasn't, it was so tasteful. And where they they went from the the hallway to the to the room back to the hall. It was just thinking about this show, that episode in particular. I remember by this time in the season, I was already in love with the show, and then I was like, okay, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so ready for more. And I think that the the sequencing was important because I think it actually did something important for us as the viewers. It basically took us to the beginning, and in a symbolic way, it took Olivia to the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so it reminded her of the base and the foundation of their relationship. Mm-hmm. And that was a time when it was so evident. It was They were so raw and so honest with one another, which then reminded her, even then she then got proof that it wasn't his baby, but she needed that moment to remember who she was dealing with. And I think that then plays itself out in the, in the, in the remainder of the two episodes. And let's also remember, we got maybe like a couple minutes, so let's because yeah. we have yeah. so much that we need to cover. Yeah. So let's quickly go to seven, and then let's go on to some of the other juicy stuff that we have. Yeah, or okay. do we want to do news and, yeah. and then seven? Um... Okay, let's do news. I wasn't done with six, but fine. (laughs) (laughs) But also, too, before we end, it it has to do with news. Also, too, you guys, just like Emil says, all of the podcasts for season one, 55 minutes. Actually, I lie. We do an hour. (laughs) So we have an hour for each episode in detail, as well as, as, hello, you all know, you can talk to us on Twitter. We tweet all the time, which I'm about to talk about real quick before he goes into news and gossip. Um, As you can see, I think ABC Scandal fans just tweeted me and asked, hey, are you guys going to be on Friday at 3 p.m. We are actually changing things up this year and we will actually, as it stands now, we will be on Thursdays directly preceding the West Coast feed. So that will be 11 o'clock um, West Coast time. However, for those of you who aren't on our time zone who can't stay up and watch us, you obviously the next morning it will be up on iTunes, on YouTube, as well as AfterBuzzTV.com. And if anything changes, we will let you know on every single media platform possible. But as it stands now, no, we will no longer be on Fridays. We will be on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Okay. And so then, news and gossip. Okay. And so we met the cast. Um, Sophie and I, we met the cast at, um, at a question and answer for... Um, uh, for the for the scandal cast, and so well, as soon as I walk into the Paley Center, I actually bump into to the character who plays Quinn, and I didn't re- even realize it was her. So uh, Sophia and I, we watched uh, we watched episode one of, of season two. It's it's fantastic, and so we're not going to do any spoilers. So we're not going to tell you anything because we don't want you guys getting mad at us, nor do we want you, Shonda Rhimes, getting mad at us. So we're not going to tell anything. But we did get to have <laughs> photos, which um, I think the photos are, are up. But uh, we got to meet the we got to meet the cast. We got to take pictures with Kerry Washington. We got to take pictures with Columbus Short, uh, Yermo Diaz, uh, Katie um, Lowe's, Katie Lowe's, and then that was it. But but what- also before he even goes, they were just so amazing. Like I know that you guys love the show and. I know that many of you, um, you know, tweet with the cast. The cast is so Twitter intensive, but just to literally interact with them for the short amount of time that we did, their actual individual selves as human beings far surpassed their characters. And now 
seeing the entire episode in its totality as well as seeing some of the DVD extras, you can really see that they bring their authentic selves to their characters, and that's part of the reason that this show is ridiculously amazing. And they they were doing a live uh, a, a podcast at the same time, and we were actually uh, we were actually on it as well because I made Sophia stand up and ask a question <laughs> in regards to the, in, in regards to the Twitter. But what I, what I want to quickly show you guys is uh, so we have a DVD, um, we have the Scandal DVD which we got, and so what we did was um, we had some of the cast members, we had some of the cast members. Um, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> right, so we had some of the cast members sign. So there's Kerry Washington, uh, there's Jermo Diaz, and there's Katie uh, who signed it. And if you guys continue to watch the Scandal Recap starting next Thursday, we're going to do a giveaway. But um, we're not going to tell you how we're going to do this. So you guys got to keep watching. But for you, it's going to be for one of you guys um, who... um, who continues to watch during uh, season two. So watch, comment, yes, rate, watch. subscribe, all of that. Yes. Um, oh, and Kay Washington kissed me. Bam. <laughs> Extra. <laughs> but, but also, too, though, I washed my cheek for like amazing, two days. I'm going to cut him off on purpose, but one of the amazing things that we talked about, and the cast, as you know, is very Twitter intensive, and we are all aware of how much Twitter has played in making this show such a success, and so we just wanted to actually call out some Twitter handles. I think some of these Twitter, Twitter handles are just so creative, so I'm going to read them really, really quick at Scandal Pays. So Twitter handles ABC Scandal Fan, Scandal BR, Scandal 411, Love Scandal ABC, F-U-C-K, Yes Scandal, Outlaw Josie, also known as, known as Scandal Recruiter, Scandal Moments, Island Gladiator, Club Scandal USA, Gladiator and Pearls, how cute, Scandal, a.k.a. Gladiator, Gladiator in Cleats. Um, also, we've realized that so many fan boards have popped up with so much amazing information. Um Actually, some of these have news before, like Hollywood Reporter. I don't really want to know where your sources are. That's your own personal secret. <laughs> um, one of the amazing ones is www.abcscandalfans.wordpress.com. She has such amazing information. You have to check out her site. Um, also, Lipstick Alley, Television Without Pity. Mm-hmm. So if there are any amazing Twitter handles that I have forgotten, continue to tweet us, and we will continue to shout you out um, as you guys watch the show, watch After Buzz, and uh, continue our Twitter conversation You know, online. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now, um, no, and then we want to talk about the the new new cast and then old cast leaving and stuff like that. Oh yeah, Steven's gone. Steven's I think it's gone. important. Henry Ian yeah, Cusick. And um, I was talking to Sophia, trying to ask her if they explained it in the very first episode. And she said they do explain his departure in the first episode. As far as behind the scenes, we know that maybe he wasn't. He didn't think he was going to be so involved contractually. Or you know what? I think it's it's one of those sad things. Is when when I mean I'm going to lawyer it for a minute. Um, everything in in this world is contracts, right? But more importantly, sometimes because the initial season was only seven episodes, he may have had something lined up right. and just thinking that this was just going to be a seven episode and that was going to be it. It was going to be almost be like a mini series and not actually take off. So there could have actually been something that he was contractually obligated to do that actually superseded that. And That's what say, I'm hoping. It was looking that way for a long time where people were saying, oh, this is only going to be for seven seasons or seven shows and off. But it did get renewed. So that could have played a part. But we also want to talk about quickly uh, Joshua Molina mm-hmm. has been bumped up to a series regular who mm-hmm. plays David. Yeah. So I was saying we were watching, you know, Stephen. As well as. Bellamy Young. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was going to say Stephen in the show was really Olivia's friend she can confide in he kind of knew some of her secrets everybody else didn't know and he kind of 
told him to calm down when they were pressuring her in certain situations. So now I think we saw as the season progressed that David is going to kind of scoot in yeah. and fill that role as her, her friend and guy in the white hat. But I think I think that's going to be conflicted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, it, it can't be because at the end of the day, they're, they're on the same side, but they're opposite sides of the same coin. Yeah. Yeah. So... I, I, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, All not right. quite sure. Well, before we quickly, before we go into episode six, we're going to talk about episode seven. So at the end of the episode, um, Olivia had her hand on her stomach when she was sitting with the president. And you guys said that Olivia may have been pregnant, had a miscarriage to so why she was so upset with Amanda Tanner. That was scandal pace. Yeah, yes. that's what I thought. And then Definitely so let's let's quickly, let's do predictions. So it's Billy Oh, wait, 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 you have to go to oh, episode seven. Hold on. Oh, episode oh, seven. Do we have time? Yeah, just real quick. Episode seven, Quinn found Gideon dead and she pulled the scissors out. Chicken head move. And then <laughs> Olivia, <laughs> Olivia um, was the one who helped her and she said they can't call the police and we have this whole thing where we try to figure out who Quinn is and her fingerprints end up on the uh, the the Chinese food and then they run the prints. David comes into the office at the end of the episode and says, you know, basically we need to bring her in. Mm-hmm. Long story short, we're trying to find out who is Quinn, which is a whole art for this whole next season and we're still trying to figure that out. <sighs> okay, so is Billy dead? Yes or no? Yes. Billy's dead. Yes. Okay. Oh, um, Liz, is it done? I'm so like scattered. You know, we, we're being rushed for time. Okay, sorry. Um, what'd you say? Is Bi- oh, oh, no, 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 no. The president and Olivia are not done. No, 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 no. No, he asked if Billy's dead first. Yeah. That was his oh, first Billy's question. dead. Yes, he's dead because okay. he sent he sent Charlie. Yeah, Charlie in because Olivia told Huck not to do it, so he sent Charlie in. He's definitely dead, and then you know he's gone. Yeah, he's okay. Dead. And then what about what is this? Olitz is Olitz done. That is the name for Olivia and Fitz. Olitz. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so are they done? Kind of like Kim Ye. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is yeah. exactly what it is. Um, no, they're not done. They no. can't be done. They're, they can't be done. And it, it, no, there's no way. Yeah, I don't think so. You can't. You can't cut that. You can't cut that tie. Like not that. after that one minute. Hell, hell okay. no. Also, I, I agree with Camelia, and I think that regardless of how it manifests. I think that we've shown that their love is authentic. So regardless of their actions, that is always going to be part of the storyline. It just depends on what side it falls. I think sometimes their love is a good thing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think their love is a bad thing for other things involved. What would be cool is if Olivia came back into the White House. Mm. Ah, Well, is um, who is Quinn? I still don't know. I don't have a clue. I think she is this version She's, I think she's Monica Lewinsky, but with a deeper scandal. Not just on a sexual level. I think something happened. Listen, I don't know. She's 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 scandalous. We have. <laughs> don't we have five more minutes? No, we yeah. we really don't. We don't have okay, all right. Well, then continue the conversation on Twitter. So we're gonna tell um, all of you where you can contact us. Do you think one is that? I mean, I'm sorry. Is it? <laughs> It doesn't matter. So, yeah. I'll, you, I'll, I'll tell you on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Make sure. I'll tell you, on Twitter. Find you on Twitter. Sophia Stanley, S-O-F for fanatic. I-A Stanley. Sophia Stanley on Twitter. Bam Erickson on Twitter. I'm Cornelia at Twitter. And at, <laughs> at Emilio E. Jr. and ChasingLA.com. And we're so serious, guys. Please continue the conversation with us on Twitter, social media, um, on the AfterBuzz TV Facebook page. But most importantly, continue the conversation on iTunes. Leave comments, rate, subscribe, and share with other gladiators and fan boards everywhere. And we will be back next week, Thursday night. After the West Coast feed, which I believe is 11 p.m. 11 p.m. 11 p.m. Yeah. So look out for us next week, Thursday um, at 11 p.m. So, yeah, so continue to use your remote as your swords, Gladiator. Tell everyone, because right now it is a 13-episode order, but we wanted to go on to 23. 
so that there's a season three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. <laughs> yes. And don't forget, keep watching because this is going to be for a lucky viewer. And Columbus Shore did. Can I tell what Columbus yeah. said? Huh? Columbus said that he definitely wants to come on uh, after Buzz Recap. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, and belated so. happy birthday! It was his birthday yesterday. So gladiators, tweet him. Columbus Shore, it was his birthday yesterday. Happy birthday! <laughs> All right, guys, we love you, and we'll see you guys next week for another exciting after show for Scandal. Bye, gladiators. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.